Here we go. Everybody knows what that is. <laughs> Get it. Here we go. Pod having everybody, episode 28. Welcome. Off the rails. This fantastic episode. That's what this episode's gonna be called. Off the rails. Off the rails. Let it be known. Going through the, the buttons. <laughs> Gotta hit all the drops, man. Hit all the drops. That's what it's called. Nice. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? How we all doing? How's everyone doing? Happy motherfucking Monday. Welcome to episode 28 of this podcast. Excuse me. Happy motivational Monday. Motivational Monday. How about that? That's a better intro, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the outro is motherfucking. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, yeah, start it off on that note. Um, After my beer. Because <laughs> then I have an excuse to cuss. It was a little bit tipsy. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Some people have got mad at me for cussing. Really? On the show. Oh. Some people told me I shouldn't swear so much. <laughs> Like, you know, you might have more listeners if you didn't swear so much. Okay. Well, there you go. Something we can work on. I don't really fucking care. Yeah. I mean. That's who I am. (laughs) That's what people told me. is like, you guys swear a lot on this. And I'm like, okay. It's just life, man. Life isn't hard, man. You can't just say, man, life's hard. Life's hard. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't do anything. Life is fucking hard. Punch. Life is fucking intense. You got to be fucking tough. (laughs) Oh, dear. Anyways, so guess what I did a few days ago? What? It's a couple weeks now. Uh, Went to and saw a movie. What movie? In the movie theaters. That's so exciting. Yeah, dude. Wow. Air horn for that. (laughs) You went and saw a movie. Okay. Wait, are movie theaters open? Yeah. That's the whole point. Okay. <laughs> Rented a red box the other day. Yeah, I went to Walmart and got a red box and came home and ate my popcorn. I was like, that's your topic? <laughs> no, that's great, man. I haven't been to a movie theater in a long time now that I think about it. Yeah, dude, it was pretty sick. We saw Tenet. Um, What's that? What is that about? So it's uh, Christopher Nolan's latest uh, creation. Christopher Nolan? Yeah. And it's off of a, I'm pretty sure it's off of a book, but it's all about like time travel. And it was supposed to be like the next, um, interstellar, not interstellar, uh, inception oh. type thing, you know, because there's like all these different storylines and there's, it's weird because it's not like time travel where it goes, everything goes crazy and all of a sudden, boom, you're back, you're back in the future or mm. back in the past or whatever. Yeah. Um, you actually go into the capsule and it moves you to the other side. And then all of a sudden, the people who are like going backward, going back in time are moving backwards. And everybody else around him can like see him going backwards. And it's oh, really wow. trippy, you know? So um, that's really funny. That's really interesting to speculate on like what time travel would look like. Yeah. Yeah. Have I mean, you seen that movie, Interstellar? Yeah, that was crazy. That I haven't was, seen that yet, but I was just watching some trailers and stuff. Or I watched like a YouTube summary of it. Yeah. Seems really interesting. Yeah, because they go into the whole like math and kind of science behind it all. Yeah, it seems like it kind of makes sense. Yeah, because if you like the way they explain it, light and the movement of time and gravity and like the mass of certain objects and all these weird things of like the further away you get from Earth, the slower time goes. Faster time goes? I can't remember. It's I think it's how fast the light waves are actually hitting you. That's yeah. blue shift that you're talking yeah. about. So all these crazy like, things. If you were to go like a million light years away from the earth and then look back at the earth, uh-huh. like if you had a telescope to see that far right? and you were seeing it in real time, then you'd be looking at the earth, you know, way back when. Yeah, because, you know, the way that we see 
everything around us is light bouncing off of our eyes and then like off of objects and into our eyes and our, then our brain interpreting it that way. And uh-huh. so if, if, if you think about it that way, if it takes seven light year, if you're seven light years away, that's how long it will take that light to get there. Seven years, yeah. And then it has to bounce Ish. off the object and then come back. So if you have like a telescope or something, anyways, I'm probably just oh, butchering okay. this well, it's really... miserably, but... <laughs> I'm not a scientist. I'm not a time quantum quantum physics physicist. <laughs> yeah. I'd be astrophysicist, but you know, you know that further to uh, you know nail down my point that I have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I love how our Facebook bio says like we're we're only we're sure to bring the best most like best information. <laughs> We start talking about time and stuff, and we have no Why'd idea. Why'd you write that. that in there? Huh? Why'd you write that in there? Uh, the because when we're, because like when we're talking, <laughs> when you're talking about what we actually know, what we're talking about. Anyways, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> no, dude, we don't. We don't know what the fuck we're talking yeah, about. Most of the time, we're just having fun until we do, and then we really do. But drinking um, beer and having fun. Yeah, <laughs> that was a crazy movie. But it was weird because when we went to the theater, um, it was me and our little sister. And I went to go get the tickets the first day. We showed up like half an hour early to the movie, right? And all the all the tickets were sold out because, uh, first of all, there was the only theater that was open because all the Regal cinemas are closed, all the AMC cinemas are still closed. The only thing that was open was the one in Battleground, <laughs> right? So this is the only theater like north of Portland that's open. You know, otherwise we have to go all the way to Wilsonville or something, I think is when the other ones are. But anyways, so all the tickets were sold out. Yeah. You know, because everybody's trying to go to the theater and everything. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they can only get like 25% capacity, I think. Because every single, every other row was closed. And um, then if you weren't, if you didn't come in as a group, you had to leave like three chairs in between you. And... Um, I'll, yeah, and then they they enforce it like hardcore too because, like, some people sat right in front of us, like in one of the rows that were closed, mm-hmm. and they come in there and said, "No, you can't sit there. You got to go somewhere else." You know, so it's it's crazy. You know, just uh, yeah, they're getting really they're getting more um, intense lately about the social distancing rules, and I think everybody's trying to be safer right now because we're getting more and more deaths. At least from what I've heard. Yeah, it's hard to tell what's actually happening. But would you say that there's like a deep like have has your behavior changed as far as like keeping, you know, you like wearing your mask and, and keeping everything clean and like using hand sanitizer? Like, I don't know about you, but like I've <clears throat> I can definitely say that like when COVID first hit. I was like being very, was like being, I got like an A plus on my carefulness. Yeah. But now I probably get like a C minus. Yeah. I'm the same way. Cause like every time I left to go do Uber Eats, I would just like sanitize my whole car and mm-hmm. the dashboard yeah. and the steering wheel and all the knobs and like the e-brake and the fucking yeah. shifter. But now I'm just like, oh, I'm going to skip the shifter and the knobs. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, I used to come home and then after I was done doing my stuff outside, I'd wipe everything down, then I'd come inside and wash my hands, you know. Um, and I and I literally like felt like my hands were sticky the whole time I was out there. So I, yeah. and, and it was it was all mental. They weren't actually like sticky, but they felt dirty, you know. <laughs> and now I'm just <laughs> what? Cuz your mind's on it. Yeah, cuz my mind is like Everything dirty, look out, you know, and fear. And, yeah. Yeah, no, you start to realize, like, what's on my <clears throat> hands right now? Like, what have I done since the last time I washed my hands? Right. Like, and the way that I think about it is, like, I'm not high risk, right? I'm, I'm lucky enough not to be high risk. So um, I, I kind of think of this the same way as, like, nothing's really changed for me, for me personally, right? And the only reason that I'm like super careful is when I go, okay, I'm gonna go see somebody. Yeah. And let me take into consideration, are they high risk? Are they at, you know, are they gonna be, um, you know, 
am I going to be endangering anybody that I'm going to go be seeing? So yeah. then I'm like, okay, make sure that I'm clean and wear my mask and do all these things, you know, and make sure that I'm super careful that way. But yeah, um, <clears throat> yeah that's kind of the way I look at it. Yeah, dude. I think, you know, you might not be high risk, but, you know, you, you, everybody's risk of spreading it is high. Right. You know? Right. And so I think, you know, a lot of people, like I heard uh, Royce, Royce to five, nine, the rapper rapping on, or talking on Joe Budden's podcast. And Joe Budden was like, what do you think of uh, all this COVID shit? And he was like, well, it doesn't really affect me. It's like, I've been socially distanced. I've been socially distant for the last like however many years. Yeah. And I just kind of thought like, well, you know, if you're going out in public, you do have to be careful whether you're high risk or not. Because right. everybody... You're a carrier. Yeah. 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 You're a freaking mothership of bacteria. Yeah. So just wear your mask, social distance. I mean, do your do your part when you go out. Mm-hmm. You know, don't be the asshole who's out there smashing bottles in the supermarket because he's throwing a little fit because he has to wear a mask. You know, don't be that dude. Is that like, did you see a video of somebody doing that? Yeah. My buddy showed me that this morning and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe people are just so stupid. You know, you, you we're, we're talking about other people's, like it may not be affecting you, but just be smart when you're going out around other people, yeah. right? And stay home if you're sick. And wear your mask and social distance. <clears throat> it's kind of funny you hear the Karen memes about it. <laughs> There's some Karens that are like, I'm not gonna wear my mask. Like, I don't wanna like I, I don't have to, it's not a law. And then there's some and then there's like the other team of Karens that are like, Yeah, wear your mask. You are wearing a mask. They're yelling at you from across the street. Yeah. Calls nine one one. Yeah. Seriously, <laughs> the police are showing up. Boy. Yeah, dude. I was DJing last night and the staff from the place, the, the the venue, were coming up to me and being like, "Hey, can you t- can you tell them to social to to be six feet apart while they're dancing?" I was like, "No, <laughs> can you keep them six <laughs> feet while they're dancing?" <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's stupid. Oh boy. So you know, me and you have both worked at Advanced Lighting, right? Yeah. You know how we used to say all the time, "It's like, dude, you can get anywhere. All you have to do is wear a polo." Bring a ladder. Oh, yeah. You can get anywhere. In a tool just, bag? Yeah, in a tool bag and just be like, boom. Next thing you know, you're in a bank vault. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's interesting that you say that. I didn't think about this until you said, said that. But there's there's some people, this, they hire this ex-robber. like robber. He would he used to rob a bunch of banks, and then I guess he reformed himself. Yeah. And now he he um, he actually tests, like banks and high security places actually hire him to go test their security. Right. And, um, it's a reality show based off of that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it it's, takes it, a thief. We're talking about the same one. Yeah. I think we're talking about the same it thing. It Takes a Thief? Is that what you're talking about? Um, that show? I can't remember what the show it was called. Sounds about right. Yeah. I'm not sure. Just but, on um, Discovery Channel. <laughs> he, he was saying that he would walk into a bank and just make a beeline straight for the door, get back there, and he's already plugged in like three USB ports to their computers and he's already over messing with cash registers before anybody like talks to him, you know, and, um, just be, and he's, he's just wearing a, a like a jumper jumpers, you know, and looks like he's a, a maintenance dude. So nobody messes with him. And, um, Oh my God. Yeah. It's so easy, but, um, that wasn't, and then there was, that wasn't necessarily what I want to talk about. Wait a minute. Is that like during the day? Like just yeah. while they're open? While they're open. Just walk in the front door during normal business hours and just walk straight back there. Plugs in USB Just port. pretend he's a, uh, an IT guy. Yeah. He's like, sorry, I need to get down here. That's all he says. He doesn't say who he is. He doesn't <laughs> say what he's doing. He just says, sorry, I need to get in here. Yeah. And the tellers just move aside yeah. and let him plug in their stuff. And then well, he's- that, Yeah. Yeah. That's how it was in advance. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. I mean, we weren't quite, you know, that like sneaky and direct. You know, we would, <laughs> we'd go up there and we'd go through all their precautions and everything because, right. but just, just to show that you don't need to. You know? Right. You go talk to the maintenance guy, go, hey, I'm with advance. Yeah. Working on your lights. He goes, oh, yeah, here, here, and do this and this. Yep. But then, you know, if you're in an office building with a bunch of cubicles, 
Nine times out of ten, you just go, hey, you know, can I get to this light real quick? Yep. And people are like, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure no people are happy to step away from their desk for a couple minutes usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the funny thing was there's this dude, he, he runs like a prank um, channel? channel on YouTube. YouTube. And what he was doing is he would go through McDonald's drive-thrus and he would uh, ask for ice cream. Yeah. Until he found one that said, oh, sorry, our ice cream thing is broken. Yeah. Like so six. then, What? It wouldn't like take too many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's in like, uh, he, he's in California, I think. So it's always hot. Lots of people want ice creams. So yeah. They're always breaking. So um, then he would get, and then him and one other dude would dress up as repairmen, right? So they got their little name and um, little cameras like hooked up under their, on their shirt and stuff. So nobody can, so they can film the interaction. Yeah. And uh, they just had a toolbox and they walked in to the, the McDonald's and they just walked straight behind there and uh, just started like poking around on the on the ice cream thing. And then if somebody came up and asked them, hey, we're just here to fix your ice cream machine, you know, and how easy it was to do it. <clears throat> and the most resistance that they got the whole time was, um, uh, what are you guys doing here? And he goes, oh, we're fixing your ice cream thing. And they go, oh, you're with blah, 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 repair company. And, they, and all he said was, yeah. <laughs> That's all he said was, yeah. And he goes, oh. I didn't recognize your, your uniforms. He's like, oh yeah, we're always changing these things. <laughs> and then he goes on to just fix the thing and they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> At one point, one of the employees walks up and he's got his little rubber mallet and he goes, hey, can you um, just lightly tap on this corner right here while I do something behind it? And she's like, okay. And she just starts <laughs> begging on the machine. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, wait, keep going. Keep going. All right, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes back there and he just like, he tries the thing. Some ice cream comes out. He says, okay, you guys are good. And he like packs up and walks out. <laughs> it was so good. And it just reminded me of, of working at advance so much. Oh, just because you can go anywhere, dude. You just. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh boy, it's hilarious, man. There's a couple times where people would be like, "What are you doing?" Like if you if if you didn't check in. Yeah. Like I remember like there's the let's see, like the Gregory. You remember that building yes. downtown yes. in Portland? Nobody they they the the property management company that was on that building while we were working on it or when we started working on it had nobody there, you know. I think they probably had showed one of the other guys through the building and, and showed all the lights that they wanted us to work on monthly mm -hmm. and to check monthly. But, <clears throat> you know, then they got a new property management company. Somebody bought that building. And I went down there and then the maintenance guy there, the new maintenance guy is like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. I'm like, good. And he's like, who are you? You know, and I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Like, like who are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm with uh, Kidder or whatever the name of the company right. was. Right, that's what it was, yeah. And I was like, oh, you got a new, new property management company. Yep. yep. But like, you know, there's a lot of lot of, lot of of properties that didn't even, you know, we were, we were there before they even opened. Yep. We were there 5 freaking a.m. or 4 a.m. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. In the summer, dude. Getting up at th freaking 3.30. Yeah, to, to get to work at 4.30 so you could be in Seattle at 5. Yeah, it was crazy. I think the most trouble, like the most like resistance I got was if you're working on like a uh, apartment complex or something. that People yeah. actually live there, you yeah. know, because now everybody has like this, you know, mutual interest in protecting the property and everything. And um, yeah, yeah, they're trying to... Yeah, and then they're like, I want to make sure that you're not just here for nothing. You know, right. I want to make sure that you're doing, you're supposed to be here. That's when Karen comes out. Yeah, that's when the Karens come out and <laughs> <laughs> start yelling at you. But um, we love Karen, man. Yeah, she um, gives us so much content to talk about. That's right. Very thankful for all the Karens out there. It's funny, I just actually met somebody whose mom's name. Was Karen. Was Karen. Or I just found out one of my friend's mom's name is Karen. <laughs> nice. And it's funny because we were joking about it 
And then she just goes, yeah, my mom's name really is Karen. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? The next thing I was going to say was, I feel bad for all the people who are actually named Karen. Oh, dude. Because <laughs> like, how weird would that be? You're just, your name's yeah. Karen. You wake yeah. up one day, you start seeing all these memes. <laughs> You're just like, what? What? No. Yeah. What did I do? I remember somebody was talking to me and they're like, yeah, my sister the other day is named Karen. And yeah. she just texted me and was like, what's up with all these Karen things? Like, what's wrong with Karen? What did I do? What did I do? <laughs> the funniest thing is when I was getting my haircut at the place I get. Your haircut? My haircut. <laughs> no, I just go there and hang out, you know. I was getting my haircut at the place where I buy weed. <laughs> did you do that too? <laughs> no. No, they don't. <laughs> But uh, um, he had to do my beard, you know, because mm. I don't, I ain't, I don't trust myself to cut my own beard. You know, it's gonna be. Anyways, um, he you was, don't cut your own beard. I do not cut my own beard. Damn, yeah, that's bougie. <laughs> well, I've I've cut my own beard once, and this mustache was like up here, and oh. this one was like still down here. Yeah, and then I tried to shave this one, and then it went shorter than this one. So then I had to change this one, and then pretty soon. I'm just like, dude, dude, dude. I got nothing left. I'm like, what happened with my eyebrows? Shave this off. <laughs> yeah. I was doing that with my eyebrows, man, and I was plucking them. I was like, oh, shit. That was too far. Halfway gone. Like, oh, that one's, okay, they're almost right, but I don't want to take any more of this. <laughs> but so he, like, turned me away from the window and so I could take my mask off and he could do it. Yeah. And he's like, all right, put your mask back on. I was like, yeah, you got some Karens around here? And he goes, yeah. She, she's actually named Karen. <laughs> So she's a Karen and a Karen. <laughs> oh, man. man. You don't so, want that, dude. Yeah. It's, you got to uh, watch out when you're making Karen jokes. <laughs> you just never know who you're going to get. Are we recording? Yeah, yeah, we're just doing it straight to the camera this time. Oh, so I don't have a timer. Yeah, we don't have a timer. What are we at? 22 minutes. Okay. How do you know? I got audio. You got it up there. He's got it. Let's play song. Let's do it. This song's called White Magic Man. White Magic Man. When I was making that song, my homie Lewis was living with me, and he was like, Sounds like it reminds me of that song by uh, is it Prince? Black Magic Woman. Black Magic Woman. Black Magic Woman. Not familiar. It says it's either a song. It's a song by somebody. Some is that the name of the song? Yeah, <clears throat> Black Magic Woman. But he was like, you should. He's like, that kind of gives me Black Magic Woman vibes. And I was like. White magic man. Santana is actually who. Santana, dude. Santana. Fuck yeah. <laughs> nice. So I called it white magic man. White magic man. <laughs> there you go. That's cool. I like that. It's pretty good, right? So you do a lot of like electronic stuff and like you do all the, the guitar parts for all your songs, right? Yeah. That's pretty sick. Is that something that you wanted to do going into your music? Is that kind of where you thought you would go? There was the first few tracks that the first few EDM tracks that I made, I, um, excuse me. I, I was just making them digitally, just using synthesizers and samples and stuff. Mm -hmm. But at some point, I thought, well, I should put some guitar in this stuff. Yeah. You know, because I can, I can play guitar. I was still kind of working on my vocals. I'm still working on my vocals. You never stop doing that, do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. no, but um, but but I knew how to play guitar. I was like, I know, I know I can get this on here. And that's something I can record at home pretty easily because you plug it directly into the computer. And then you've got lots of options from there. Mm -hmm. But like if you're recording an acoustic instrument, you know, if you're just a lot of them yeah, are yeah. electric as well. 
Right. But if you're going to get an optimal sound out of that instrument, yeah, then it's a good idea to mic it too. Right. Put a mic on it and use the direct in signal and put and play both tracks together. Yeah. You know, and then even do two takes and put two in the left speaker and two in the right speaker. But <clears throat> yeah, kind of bringing, bringing the live instruments to the electronic music has kind of been, you know, part of my mission from, from the beginning, because, you know, there's, uh, I went to Paradiso okay. one time and the, the thing that stood out to me, the one act that stood out to me amongst all those acts that I saw, all those DJs, was this guy named Zhu. It's Z-H-U. Okay. And he was, he had a full keyboard. Okay, so just with just having the keyboard there, he's already got a leg up on fucking Skrillex, Marshmallow. Right. Diplo. Yeah. Armin Van Buren, fucking Dead Mouse. All those guys, he's already got a leg up on them because he's got a live instrument in there. Because that's what everybody bitches about, about, about right. electronic music. Yeah. It's like, there's no live instruments. It doesn't sound like a real thing. Just press but, play. Yeah, dude. And that's all they're really doing on stage. But Zoo had his keyboard up there. And then he brought this guy on who's a guitar player. Okay. And then he brought a guy out playing saxophone. <laughs> and then the guitarist and the saxophonist were battling and going back and forth. There you go. And like playing off of each other. And everyone was losing their shit, dude. <laughs> and like, you know, if you're at a rave, people are usually like, you know, they've got their circle of friends. They're kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. It's like a club dance party type mm -hmm. thing. It's not yeah. as much of a concert where you're like looking at the stage. But like everybody was engaged with the performer while that guy was on. They were just like, this is cool. There's, there's just something about a live instrument somebody hears a guitar and somebody hears a saxophone and I remember the first time I played guitar in one of my EDM tracks I showed my buddy Micah who's a rapper and he was like this is cool man that was when I actually like saw that he was like really enjoying it because he wouldn't tell me he would never blow smoke up my ass mm -hmm. he would never say like oh yeah it's good man it's really it's really good if he didn't like it He'd always tell me why, why he didn't like it and what I could do to improve it, you know, from his perspective. And it's good to have those people in your life if you're, if you're taking it all with a grain of salt. Yeah. And you're still doing, you know, what you think is the best option. But, like, that was why I shared a lot of stuff with Micah. And, and, and he was like, dude, this is cool. This sounds like you because I can hear yeah. you playing yep. the instrument in this song. Like, I can like, there, it's like a robot voice. Versus a human voice. Yeah. Like you can kind of tell when it's a robot voice. Yeah. Even with all the, you know, good ass technology we have. Yeah. Robots sound like freaking humans. Yeah. But. That's crazy. So when did you make the switch from, because like you obviously are doing really into metal growing up. Mm -hmm. And then we played like hard rock and then we always wanted to make metal. So when, when did you actually like switch over to um to EDM? EDM, yeah. That's a good like, question. Like, what happened? <laughs> what happened, dude? <laughs> yeah, because you're not too into that stuff, are you? No. You're always trying to pull me, you're always trying to pull me towards the metal side. Austin, Beartooth, uh, Phineas. <laughs> <laughs> you and Ryan are the same way. It's like I've gone to the dark side or something. No. <laughs> no, it's just like, because it seems like um, when you moved out, yeah, that was when, like, because we, we saw each other every single day. Yeah. And then when you moved out, we kind of had to figure out this, oh, if we still want to have like each other in our lives, we need to, like, we need to make time for it. We need it. to make time for it, you know? So there was that whole transition period of like a year and a year and a half when we were trying to figure that whole thing out. And it seemed like the next time we started really hanging out again. Yeah. Um, poof, you were like EDM. So like that whole <laughs> year, year and a half, man, something. Dude, I went down a real, I, I, I got really into it i just i just you know but it, it it only takes you so far especially if you're a musician because it's all like there's only so far you can go with it mm -hmm. you know it's 
I guess in a way you can say there's more flexibility with it and you have more options. That's the Kanye West mentality. Yeah. But it's like it, 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 the main reason I'm not into it right now is because it's, it's it, the only like the genre that the subgenre of EDM that became popular or that is popular right now is like just they, they, they just call it bass. Mm. And it's just bling, blah, 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 bling, da, 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 bling, blah, 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 bling, da, 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 yo, 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 And it's like, yeah. oh, man, like you can build so symphonies. Like you can fucking yeah. get like some thematic ass tracks going like with digital sounds, you know? Like why, why does all these kids want to hear is like shit they can bang their head to. But like, um, I was in, I was into EDM when we were living with mom and dad, dude. I was fucking... You know, I bought those those creative PC speakers. Yeah, yeah. I bought those because, like, I loved dubstep. And I yeah. remember hearing it on a nice set of speakers. And I was like, I got to get some speakers, man, because this yeah. shit is cool, man. And it is cool. Like, if you got some 12-inch subs in your car, like, yeah, and you play that shit, like, you can really tune that stuff to, like, really hit the speakers the right way, you know, if you're a producer. Because if you have a bass guitar sample or if you have a, a bassist playing guitar like a, what a lot of rock bands do even is they'll layer up the real bass with a sub bass with a synthesizer okay because you know the, it's just it, it's unpredictable a, a string vibrating is not going to vibrate at the same frequency every right. time okay you know but like a, a sine wave digitally drawn in a computer that's there's math to that mm -hmm. so it's on the grid but like yeah, I, I've been listening to EDM from a really young age. Um, and I started making it because it was just, you know, the only thing. I, I didn't have any musicians to record with. There are a whole lot of resources to record live instruments. and But I really wanted to learn how to produce. Yeah. So I'm like, let's make some EDM shit. Yeah, it's you all know? computers. And plus, I was just really self-conscious about my vocals, man. Mm, yeah. I always have been. You know, it's just not my strong suit. It's not. Yeah. It's not like where I start, what I started with. You know, we've talked about it before. If you're, if you're a great guitar player, just play more guitar. Because the first instrument you learn, you know, there's something to be said about that. Yeah. So Especially when you're that, freaking eight years old, <laughs> your parents give you a guitar for right. Christmas. right. So that was like the main thing is just being able to make it by yourself. Be, you don't having to have a huge band, you know, and get together every Sunday and cram you in your mom's bedroom or <laughs> bedroom <laughs> house. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And then have to make music that way. You could just do it by yourself. Can you just do it right there? Yeah. Yeah. And then you developed like a passion and kind of real draw towards it through that. huh? Yeah, dude. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then I decided, you know what, I'm going to have to, and, and then, well, and then after I did that for like, well, I did that for like three years, I was putting out EDM on SoundCloud for about three years and, but I was making hip hop beats for like two years before that. And then like a little bit when I was like really young. Mm -hmm. like 13 and stuff. I remember I downloaded FL Studio when I was when I was living with mom and dad and kind of started to 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 get it a little bit. And so, you know, to have that experience at a really young age, I think that that gave me an advantage getting into it when I got older cuz stuff just made more sense. Mm -hmm. When I was older. Yeah. And I remember kind of getting back into music production and making hip hop beats and stuff and then kind of thinking about music from a different perspective. And then you start hearing the music that you listen to with a different ear. Right. Because now you're trained as a producer and you're not just a musician. You know, I think a guitar player and a lead vocalist will hear two different things when they listen to the same song. Yeah. To a certain extent. And so when you're in the production chair, you kind of have to bring that all together and be able to be able to think from everybody's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which exactly. can be really taxing <laughs> mentally and really overwhelming. But so where do you see yourself going from here? 
Like you're, you're about ready to drop your first album, right? Are you gonna you gonna stick with EDM or are you gonna? No, dude, I've got some. I've got just some like rock and roll tracks. Nice on this album. That's great. I think I played them on here. Yeah, you played Ferrari, a few Ferrari, yeah. Ferrari, Mister Nice, No More Mister Nice Guy, and Monsoon. Right. Those are just like rock, rock tracks, Classic. man. Yeah. And I am gonna do a phase two of production on them. But I kind of I want to bring rock and roll and EDM together. Yeah, that'd know? be sick. Because I know that like in the metal scene, I'm noticing that a lot of like these these guys that were strictly hardcore metal are now bringing in more and more kind of electronic parts. And like Bring Me the Horizon. Bring Me the Horizon is a great example. And then Wage War on their their most recent one, they're like 95 percent metal, but some of the breakdowns are like. You all know, digitally, digitally edited, edited and shit. And stuff. dude. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Um, I know. And then the uh, a day to remember, their their resentment is yeah. very has that, a lot of electronic type vibes to it too. Yes. So everything kind of seems to be kind of incorporating that in. That's kind of where it's going. So it'd be cool to see rock come in with that too. And yeah, to, dude. Yeah, yeah. Grandson. Is is the artist that comes to mind when I think of rock and roll EDM? That dude is, he nailed it, man. I'm I'm like a grandson clone, dude. <laughs> I got nothing to. Uh, no shame there. <laughs> <clears throat> nah, dude. But yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, you see hip hop and country doing yep, that. That old town road. Oh, they've been doing that for a little while. I mean. It's coming more to a head with Old Town Road type of stuff, but yeah. I've been seeing stuff like Blake Shelton's been doing stuff like that for a while. Yeah, years yeah. ago. I remember last week we were cleaning up here, and you said, "Oh, I'm gonna play a country song." And you played a country song. I was like, "Where's the country?" Yeah, it's, it's kind of just pop. Yeah, it's getting a little more pop now, dude. It's it's like it's a weird thing to watch, though. It's kind of scary sometimes because like everything is like popified. Yeah. Now. So it's like the rock and roll sounds like the country, sounds like the pop, sounds like the EDM. Yeah. And it's like, is it pop? Is it EDM? Like pop is the umbrella. Like, But it seems like everything is just starting to sound more and more similar. And it doesn't even have to do with the way it's played. It has to do with the way it's produced. Yeah, right. Because I think all these, all these, you know, people are just starting to realize that there's a sound that people want to hear. Yeah. And it's like just copy and paste and polished and, you know, super shiny, super quantized, super polished. Yeah. Is, is, is the word for it. I I remember this, this last song, don't want to run. Yep. That we did at the studio. Um, Dave sent that Dave, Dave was, was he paid for like some professional feedback mm-hmm. from guys that are even further down the road than he is. <clears throat> His mentors. Yes. Right. And they were like, it's not what they're like, where's the chorus? They're like, where there's no chorus. Mm. And I'm thinking, what the fuck dude? Like, don't want to, don't want to, don't want to run. Don't want to run from you. Like that's the most repetitive. Like, you know, that's the chorus. Yeah. Like, how do you not know? How do you not know what the chorus is? Well, because my creative ass decided that it would be good to switch up the instrumentation each chorus. Oh, okay. Which is like cool from a musician's right. perspective, right? In a lot of ways, yeah. Yeah, that's what repetitive. a musician would want to hear is like some variation. They don't want to hear the same thing. They want to say copy and paste that shit, dude. Hmm. That's what they told. <laughs> That's that's too bad, you know, because unfortunately, with this day and age, the way that we vote, we the way that we see what's popular, what's going to become mainstream, what's going to be, you know, the thing that everybody wants to see, the way that w- the thing that we can do is views and dollars, yeah. right? Those are the things that, you know, produce what's going to become more popular, what's going to be more prevalent, what's going to be more, um, you know, mainstream and dominant. In the, yeah. In it. And um, so the best way that you can do is if you don't want, if you, if you see something that's going mainstream and you don't like it, then don't pay for it. Yeah. You know, don't, don't watch it. Don't listen to it because that's, 
That's what becomes popular. That's what becomes popular. And unfortunately, copy and paste, base is what everybody wants to listen to. Yeah, dude. You know, that's what everybody buys. <laughs> yeah, it's just repetitive. The thing that you don't have, because I think it's, it's it, the reason it appeals to so many people is because um, uh, it's catchy, it's repetitive. You can, it's easy to understand what they're saying, you know, so therefore more people can relate to. Right. <laughs> Back then, in you know, 10 years ago even, mm-hmm. uh, we would wait, we would hear in like February that Three Days Grace was coming out with an album in December. Mm-hmm. And then every day from February, we'd count down the fucking days. Yeah. And we'd go to the store, go to like Barnes and Noble. Yep. And pick up the CD. And get the CD. <laughs> and buy that shit for $12.99. What's a CD, Austin? <laughs> so like, Dude, me and Maverick got beef about CDs, bro. <laughs> you got beef. Nobody, up. don't ever give me a CD, bro. I don't ever want to see a CD. <laughs> he gave me a CD the other day, and it's so funny because we were gonna have Silver Remains on this episode. We we're gonna have the, the well, almost the whole band, and I was, I was like, dang, I need to queue up some Silver Remains songs. I was like, how can I play them on the pod? I, I gotta download them. So I'm like. Well, I'm going to go to Spotify. I can't download them from Spotify. I'm like, do I have, I got to have them on a thumb drive. I got to have them on a hard drive somewhere. Where is it? Nope. All I have is a CD. You got the CD, huh? Like 300 of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For no reason. No, I still have like 10 of them, dude. Yeah. I, I just cracked one open. I think we still I have like, like I can't a believe fresh I'm doing package this. of them upstairs or something. <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah. Big box. I ripped a fucking CD this That's morning. That's awesome. I haven't ripped this. <laughs> I was like, how do I do this? Like, oh no, I'm old now. <laughs> I'm old now. It I happened. Finally got there. I'm old. Yep. Anyways, let's play another song. Good great. chops, dude. <laughs> Good chops. Yeah, just another one of those fucking EDM tracks, dude. I like it. Some of them are pretty cool. It's just they're not mixed well. Yeah. They're not they're not done. Not done. Not done well. Dang. Well, you can remaster them, right? Yeah. But it's it's a journey digging through all those old files, man. Oh, jeez. It's all kinds of shit. That's how you can make some money off of Silver Remains remastered. <laughs> Dude, I want to redo those songs so bad. Yeah, Which they one? need to be. They need to be. Uh, they need not, new they're vocals. Not they're not done at all. They're not done. They're not done at all. Well, it's never done if you ask Eric. But well, they weren't, <laughs> they weren't even close to be honest. Okay. But. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. But we're gonna talk about that more next week. Yes. We got the homie Michael on the pod. He'll be here. Sudden. Here we go. Did it do? Was just farting. Did it do the thing? I'm afraid, to, I'm afraid to push any buttons. Well, wait. Hit it. Hit it again, real quick. No, it went. Well, okay. it says it went. It's just oh, it. <laughs> so good. All right. Well, let's just keep going. The show must go off. Boom. That was supposed <laughs> to be an explosion, by the that way. That was the fitness sound. You all know what the fitness sound is, yo. I think okay. it worked. Could I do a dive bomb in the middle and maybe I could? No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So last week I promised you guys, I made a promise to y'all that I was going to talk about proper warmups, right? Proper warmups. Proper warmups. Papa warmups. Papa (laughs) warmups. Okay. So we all know the old gym class run around the outside of the basketball court until you kind of get a little bit winded and then, or go up on the treadmill and run on a treadmill for five minutes before you go down and start doing your bench press. That's my favorite, bro. Five minute treadmill. Yeah. Five minute treadmill. That's great. And the old adage was like, we're getting the blood flowing. We're warming the body up. We're getting the muscles ready to go and more yeah. elastic. Because if you think about it, if you take a rubber band and you put it in the freezer, then you take it out and it's not stretchy anymore. Those are your muscles. Your muscles are like rubber bands. 
that's just an excuse for lazy programming is all that is. <laughs> lazy programming? Lazy programming. So if you have a personal trainer who says, all right, all right, Mary, you want to our, 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 our session started, so why don't you spend the first five minutes up on the treadmill while I go talk to the hot chick doing the elliptical over here and come get me when you're done with your five minutes on the treadmill. You know, Get rid of that guy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. So just a little PSA for everybody. Um, so the reason, and here's the reason why that's not very effective, right? So say we're going to do bench press, right? Proper bench press setup is you want to be able to get down on the bench. You want to be able to pick your low back up off, off, the, off the bench, drive your shoulder blades back and down, pinch your shoulder blades down, and keep your shoulders from moving as much as you possibly can. And you want to bring that, that bar down, nice and controlled, down to your sternum and drive with your legs and press that bar up. Mm. And then you do that over and over and over again until you know you've you've done your reps for the set, right? And then you rack it. How, and then, now tell me, how does walking on a treadmill for five minutes get you your lats activated? How does that get you more connected to your shoulder blades? How is that? incorporating leg drive and being able to move the whole body together, right? How is Swing that? your arms. Swing your arms, right? How is that helping you get into that good bench press positioning, right? It's not, right? It's, it's, all it's doing is exactly what I said, getting the blood moving and warming up a little bit so that you don't feel quite as stiff, right? Okay. So what you want to do Instead, so let's keep going with the, the bench press analysis, right? Um, what, what we need to do is be able to retract and depress, so bring our, our shoulder blades together and down, right? Which is going to pin our shoulders back and down so that they're not rounding forward when we bring that bar down, right? Because mm. so you see, all, you've probably seen those people flat on the bench. They bring that bar down, and that shoulder just pops up. Yeah, dude. And it's and that's that's how you that's where the injury comes from, right? Yeah, dude. I had a buddy who lived like that, man. He just. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And I was it's like, dude, chill. <laughs> yeah, and at that point, you're not you're not you're you're not setting yourself up to stay out of injury. Yeah. And. You're, you're not, not like targeting your chest, right? Yeah, you're hardly using any chest at that point because. At this point, when your shoulder pops up like that, now it's anterior delt and tri and triceps, yeah, okay. right, um, and maybe a little bit of pec activation there, right. So, um, what you want to do is get on the bench and take the bar and do just a couple reps of the bench press, cold, right. Um, and if and if the bar is heavy for you then try to find a PVC pipe or even just sit up, lay on the bench and just kind of go through the just movements, right? And then you can just kind of try to listen to what your body is saying at that point, right? So if you're having a really hard time getting that shoulder to stay back, right? Mm -hmm. You're having a really hard time connecting to your back and you're having a really hard time, you know, getting into these good positions. Keeping that form. Right, exactly. Um, then you need to go do some activation of those muscles, right? So go do, take your bands, do some band pull-aparts, right? And then um, maybe, and if your shoulder's not staying down, take a, lay on your back and just get a kettlebell and drive that shoulder back, right? Yeah. And drive it into, into the ground, right? Get into the wall and push that shoulder back, yeah, right? Yeah. Doing stuff that's going to get your shoulders activated and get those shoulder blades and your back muscles going. Um, so for a guy like me who's got scapular winging, right? I have a, it means I have a weak scapula, right? Because it's just not, it doesn't, it's not strong enough to hold yeah. my scapula in place or my, my shoulder blades in place. Specifically rotator cuff, right? To get those muscles. I mean, those the shoulder blades that yeah. pop down, right? Yeah. Because that's where you should be at, right? So yeah. You should be chest out, big lumbar curve, so low curve in your, in your back, right? So your hips are on the thing, 
on the bench and your shoulder blades are on the bench, right? Yeah. And then you just press your stomach up off the bench and then you brace down around it and you drive your legs into the ground and now that drives your shoulder blades into the bench. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah. So if you have winging scapula, right? I uh, remember that when we went, right when the gyms reopened and we went to work LA. out with me and you and Joel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how we did those, we had the, the plate underneath the bench and we tried to pull the, the, the plate through the bench and we're just really squeezing those muscles and then you let it down. Yeah. And you pull the plate up off the ground and you squeeze as hard as you can and you drop it. Yeah. Right? That's activating your back. That's getting all of your muscles and everything in the back, really bringing the shoulder blades together. And that's the thing where you've kind of got to do a little bit of understanding the movement of a bench press, right? Because if you have no idea what a bench press is doing, what proper form of the bench press is, looks like and actually being able to activate the muscles that pull you into these uh, these good movements, right? Um, then you're going to have a hard time, right? So instead of thinking warm-up, think of <clears throat> priming. 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 Um, if you go bench press priming movements, Google them. Billion hits, right? So many hits, right? So it's not hard to find. Um, and you don't even really have to have a basic understanding of anatomy really either. You so just, like you're not going to see any difference in your bench press by running for five minutes before you lift? You, you might see a little bit of a difference, Right. Um, because it, it kind of moving and movement is always good, right? Because the main thing that what you're doing is kind of waking up your central nervous system at that point. You're kind of connecting, you're, you're moving your body through space. You're getting the blood flow going through, yeah. right? So if it was between running on a treadmill and absolutely nothing, yeah, by all means, run on a treadmill, do that. I've always done a little bit of cardio, yeah. Before my workout. Yeah, most people do. It j- I, I, and I feel like it helps me a lot, dude. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I just drag through my sets unless I run some stairs or, right. you know. So what you could do then is run on your treadmill, then prime. That's it, yeah. Yeah. And see, I always do the cardio and then stretch the opposite muscle. So, like, if I'm doing chest, mm-hmm. then I usually stretch my lats. Yeah. Before okay. bench press. Right. Because you don't want to stretch your chest before no. no. you do, you work it, right? Right. Unless it's your chest, like, because your chest brings your shoulder blades, brings your shoulders together. Right? right. And if your chest is super tight, right, you can't, then it's going to be harder to pinch your shoulder blades together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, it might do you some good to do a little bit of, static stretching um what you probably but that's what the priming will do because a cool thing about the priming is that there's this there's this fancy term called reciprocal inhibition which is basically where you've got your bicep and you've got your tricep right if you you can contract both your bicep and your tricep at the same time but you're not moving right in order for you to do a movement you need you need to contract and relax the opposite, right? Yeah. So if you're going to flex the arm, your bicep contracts and your tricep relaxes yeah. to allow you to go through that movement, right? So same thing happens if we're if our chest is super tight and we're kind of locked in this position here, yeah. By activating the muscles in the back and priming all of your muscles that are pulling your shoulder blades together, you're actively releasing the muscles in the front at the same time. Nice. Right? So I would first prime the muscles that you need to hold the shoulder blades in position. And then if you're still super tight, then do maybe do a little bit of, you know, stretching, a little bit of movement, right? But um, but you are correct about that because when you do stretch, you are, for lack of better words, weakening the muscle. Yeah. You're weakening the connection between your mind and the muscle. Yeah. Right? So you don't want to go and just do a bunch of stretching and then go into your set, right? Just yeah. do a little bit, do enough to try to get that shoulder. To limber up, up. To limber up a little bit, yeah. Dude. So. Frick yeah. So let's, um, 
So like you're talking about, so that was chest, right? So yeah. Or a bench press. So if we're going to say we're going to do a squat, same thing happens, right? What do we need to do when we're doing a squat? Take the bar, put it on your back, go through a couple body weight squats with nothing on the bar. Okay, my ankles feel a little tight. I feel like there's some tightness in my, my low back. So let me stretch, loosen the hips up a little bit, mm -hmm. get the glutes to deactivate just a minute, um, do some ankle mobility stuff, right? And honestly, just Google this stuff. It's not, it's, it's, not, it's not like up and coming research that nobody's ever talking about. This has been around for a minute. It's not super complicated stuff. No, it's not. It sounds kind of scary. Right. Sometimes it can it can sound intimidating. Yeah. When you hear words like reciprocal inhibition. Yeah, and that that has just very little to do with it. But it's um, yeah, but yeah, it's not. It's Googleable. It's Googleable. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then what you could do is when when you're a uh, a common thing that we see is knees falling in. Yeah. And in, in your squat, right? So just take a band that's and attach it around your, your your knee, right? And have that band try to pull your knee in. And then just do your body weight squats and really resisting against that tension trying to pull your knee in, right? You go down, you come up, you go down, you come up, right? And now you just did a body weight squat with that band pulling your knees in. And now that just activated all the muscles that keep your knees out, right? Yeah. Do it the other side go into your, your, your squat and um, tell me that you don't feel any difference there. Your, your knees are going to fly out, right? Nice. Your, your ankles are going to be, you're going to, you'll even be able to move more weight by doing this, right? By just priming the right muscles, getting your body into the right positions and then getting into these movements. So the thing that I would say is, Plan out your workout before you go to the gym. Don't be the guy who just walks into the front door. Hmm, what do I want to do today, right? Have like, I want to do chest and I want to do back and I want to do shoulders today, mm. right? Okay, we need to make sure that our shoulders are in a good position. We need to make sure that we can access <clears throat> these ranges of motion that we want to do, right? And then yeah, so go, you need to know proper form, right? Yeah, know proper form. Or you wouldn't even need to know proper form, honestly. Google, so know that tomorrow... You're going to the gym and you're going to do chest, shoulders, and back. Do bench press priming movements on YouTube. 50 million will pop up. Pick two. And then do lat pull um, uh, priming movements. You wouldn't even have to do that. Just know your first exercise that you're going to do. So know that you're starting with bench press. Jump on the, go bench press priming movements. Prime those movements. Jump on the treadmill prime your movement and go into your workout and just tell me that that doesn't do it in any difference to yeah. your workout. You're probably going to lift more weight. You're going to feel less pain and you're going to get more work done by doing, by actually going in and warming up properly yeah. as opposed to just running on the, on the, on the, the, the treadmill, doing a couple stretches and then jumping into your workout. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's how you do it. Cool, man. Priming, dude. <laughs> you got to work out, man. You got to stay healthy. That's what we do, man. We're the fucking heaven nights. Right, because doing a, an exercise with bad form, like I said, if you want to work your, your anterior deltoids and your triceps, then round your shoulders forward and do a bench press. Yeah, dude. But if you want a bigger chest, you want to lift more weight in the bench press, prime those movements. Get those shoulders down, get them back. And then most of the reason dudes are working out is because they want to be attractive, right? <laughs> when was the last time you heard a girl say, "Oh my God, your anterior deltoids—they're just, just amazing, so amazing. They just pop." No, no you want pecs, bro. You want man titties. <laughs> that's right. That's mm. right. All right, Austin, <laughs> tell us what we gotta do. All hey, right, back. here's what you got to do. Go find us on our social media and give us a follow and send us your questions. Or don't send us questions. Just tell us what you're doing in your life to stay healthy and be positive and do what you love and have fun. And just tell us about yourself. You know, where are you from? Please participate. <laughs> <laughs>
We're not begging or anything. <laughs> at Pod Heaven Austin Devin is our Instagram and Facebook. You can also tweet us at Pod Heaven AD. If you watch us on YouTube, drop a like and subscribe for more. Thanks for watching. Peace. See you next week.